Do you have questions about your health? Do you need to find out what's keeping you from feeling your absolute best? If so, your intuition has guided you to the right place. I am Dr. Charlize, and welcome to the Art of Healing podcast community. In this podcast, we explore all topics in health and wellness, from Reiki to functional medicine, energy medicine, chakras, and meditation. Join me every week for fresh new episodes that highlight healers, various healing modalities, and choose this as your opportunity to find what healing works best for you. If you want to learn more about me, simply Google at Dr. Charlize. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Healing Arts Health and Wellness Podcast. This is Charlize. And today's topic, I want to discuss habits, um, new habits that we want to start that will benefit us and how to approach habits that may not be so good for us. Um, In the training and practice of Reiki, there is a 21-day period of... um, daily healing, transformation. I've heard it called a few different things, but essentially it's a 21-day period that you allow yourself to transform or to change. And um, I found that applying that kind of 21-day concept to other parts of my life has been uh, really helpful, especially when there's habits that I don't like so much that maybe don't benefit me, don't help me as a person. And definitely when I want to add a new habit. Um, habits, um, and I'm using the term habits, but in my work life as a physician, this is actually like, a, it's actually a big deal. It's actually one of the biggest deals that um, unfortunately, because of the structure and the way we have to practice and we have so many demands on our time, we can't give it enough attention how our habits build our lifestyle and what things we want to encourage in our patients um, for Reiki practitioners, what behaviors you may want to encourage in your clients, as well as in ourselves. So a habit is, uh, which I think we all kind of know, it's basically something that has become ingrained in your personality, in your behavior, in what you do, that may have taken on an automatic quality, and maybe an activity that you do to relieve a discomfort or a, a stressful feeling um, that probably leads to some sort of end result, some sort of reward. Um, and then typically the habit has some kind of loop that will bring you back to it. So of course, the one habit we can think of that, um, like, you know, has a strong loop is addictive, brings people back would be smoking, you know, smoking as a habit. That's also a health hazard. Um, another habit may be, um, biting your nails. Um, so 
not necessarily a healthy habit, not good for hygiene, but maybe functioning as a stress reliever. So we know all kinds of negative habits, but one thing I like to introduce to my patients, even my Reiki clients, when we're trying to work on something that we feel is no longer serving us, it is hard to deal with those behaviors that negatively impact us because probably that habit or behavior started as a stress reliever and um, it didn't just start out of nowhere and replacing it's going to be even harder. So one approach I like to take is um, like, for instance, if I'm working with a patient where I'm, you know, we're concerned they're becoming diabetic and they have a habit of drinking um, a soda with lunch and with dinner. So another way to counteract that is rather than me say, don't drink that soda and fuss at them and wag my finger is maybe let's create a new habit. Um, keeping in mind that since we only got so many hours a day and so many choices and most the time we move through our world, there's only so many options at that time. Sometimes the new habit can simply override the old habit. And it can make the transition to something that's better for us a little bit easier. So one suggestion I might make to that person is, well, if you're going to drink soda with breakfast or sorry, with lunch and with dinner, maybe a better habit is to replace the soda with a drink that still sparkles so that in a drink that has the same shape. So it's in a can so that you will get the feeling that this is your reward soda but let's make it a sparkling water where, granted, I know it's not as sweet. I know it won't have that same zing, but it will mimic enough of what you used to do that it can gradually replace the old. And if we can do that twice a day, we can lose about 400 calories a day. And that might lead to uh, nearly one pound of weight loss per week because we'll, we'll create a calorie deficit about 2100 calories in a week so that's kind of one example of like we got a bad habit we can replace it um so there's a lot of ways we can integrate new habits that are healthy habits and um at the time i'm recording this podcast it is january it's 2021 and um i know many of us are working on a resolution or change and maybe at the point we kind of like maybe you're over it or, or don't feel like doing it uh, so I would counteract with, um, if you're trying to integrate a new habit, um, one of the things you want to take in mind is that for us humans to make a habit part of what we do and who we are, it takes time and it takes daily application. And um, I don't know the exact studies, but it takes at least two to three weeks for our muscle memory and our mind to adapt this behavior for it to become a habit where you don't think about it, you just do it. So for instance, if you decided you wanted to start walking every day for exercise and you get your mindset, one of the things I'd say is maybe take a mindful approach to what your schedule looks like so you can set yourself up for success. Look at what times you feel the best, what times you think are the easiest to fit it in, and then intend that that's the time you'll do it. So for example, I decided a few years ago that at lunch, I didn't want to just sit and eat. I wanted to walk at lunch, that I needed to get more exercise, but I don't like gyms. <laughs> and because of my work schedule, sometimes 
what's available to me is gyms after hours because the lights are on. So I decided, well, I think I'd rather walk at lunch. And integrating that meant I had to look at my day, look at my schedule, understand that, you know, when will I eat if I'm going to walk at lunch? And then set an intention every day that I would make an attempt. Now, when I first started walking at lunch, sometimes I'd only get in maybe five minutes of being away from patient care or my schedule and just walking with my headphones on or just walking in silence. But over time, I was able to integrate that habit enough that I could get in a full 30 minutes or more. But I have to admit that trying to integrate that healthy behavior, it took a lot of practice and sometimes even, sometimes actually just like two or three minutes that I would get and allowing myself to sort of feel that failure of I didn't get a whole walk in. And, um, but realizing that there were daily benefits today that I did get it so that now it's it's an easy behavior to adapt and it's kind of fun because wherever I am everyone that knows me knows that I'm going to go walking at lunch and it's almost like this mandatory thing like oh she's leaving she's going walking and <laughs> it's like it's on the schedule Dr. Davis is going to go walking um, but it's because it's now it's a behavior I've done so much that it's almost expected of me so even if I don't want to go now the staff working with me looks at me oddly that I'm there at lunch and I'm not walking so anyway, if you're trying to start a new habit, uh, simply looking at your day when you think of it and then make an intention of when you think you can squeeze that habit in is a good place to start. When you're starting a new healthy habit, positive habit, there are going to be times you simply can't make your goal. So if you're thinking something like, um, let's see, what's a good habit? So we can return to smoking. And you've decided the new year starts and you no longer want to smoke. And something happens and you end up smoking a cigarette. This is a really important one. I work with my patients because you have a day or two days, or shoot, maybe even 10 or 14 days that you failed and you've relapsed back into the old habit. You don't want to give up. That's frustrating. That's a frustrating part because you can't easily say, nope, I'm done. I can't do this. But what you want to do is examine that failure. If you can't gather some information about what may have led to the failure, a common thing I'll hear with my patients that are trying to stop smoking is, I was, I threw out my cigarettes and I was doing well and I stopped smoking and I was walking at that break and so taking a smoke break and I hung out with my friend and they offered me a cigarette and I took it. And so we'll talk about that. Now, I'm not going to tell them, don't talk to your friend. That's so mean. But um, all we're going to do is just shine a light on that weakness and say, so next time this person wants to hang out with you, gently remind yourself and maybe even say to them I have decided to stop smoking and in that moment that they may out of habit offer you a cigarette it will be a little bit easier to remember what you're trying to accomplish and you just say no so um, I actually feel that the true opportunities in a new habit are going to be in the failures uh, so even for myself, and oh, oh goodness, I mean, I don't ever talk about, but I can name just a number of areas where I tripped up and fail and 
I mean, quite frankly, I'm making this podcast. It may be a failure. Who knows? But <laughs> but um, I find that in the places where, um, uh, for instance, um, with when I wanted to start walking, on the days I didn't do it, I could examine what led to it. So I wanted to go take a lunch break walk on Wednesday, and I didn't go. Why didn't I make it? I woke up that morning late. I started the day late. I did not meditate that morning. So I was 15 to 30 minutes behind all morning, which rolled into my lunch period and meant I did not have time to take my walk. So I examined that situation, see that interesting. So a behavior I had from actually six hours before actually messed up my habit formation, me developing the new habit. So what do I do? And, um, it seems overwhelming, but I just simply intend like, well, you know what? I'm going to try to make sure I get up in time in the morning so that I have time to do a quick meditation. And so I can start the day, um, efficiently and start the day on time, which is not only nice for me, it's nice for my patients that don't have to wait for me. And then is there getting seen on time and can get on their way with their care on time? I'm able to take my brief break during the day to get some fresh air. So I truly believe in if you're developing a new habit and there is a failure and there probably will be a failure, don't let it make you stop. Simply examine the failure, really drill into what may have happened. Go back, you know, the six hours before, the 12 hours before, the 25 four hours day before, and it helps you to link your various behaviors. And then you naturally begin to alter maybe even more than one behavior that's no longer serving you. And the biggest thing when I'm working with my patients, um, and particularly, um, I, when I'm working with my patients who are experiencing weight that is causing medical illness is sometimes we just want to set an intention, um, in the practice of yoga, we often set an intention for our session that we're about to undertake. And sometimes in a Reiki session, we set an intention. And if I'm working with someone who has, you know, severe obesity, and we have decided we've reached a point that we want to develop a plan, I often just ask them, just set an intention. This may seem overwhelming, but we don't need to fix everything in this next, you know, one day or one week. Let's just set an intention of what we want to accomplish and then gradually take steps from there. So on my website, I am developing some courses and one of those is a course that will help you if you are wanting to develop a daily meditation practice. It's a 21 day meditation journey that will be available through my site. And um, once you enroll, you'll have some guidance in a couple of different ways and you'll receive some daily prompts with uh, various exercises that can be performed within a few minutes. Um, it's been a lot of fun to create and I think it'll be a lot of fun to do. And the idea of it is if you are wanting to invoke more mindfulness or you're wanting to see what it feel like to meditate every day, like what effect would that have on you? This would be a great place to start. Um, I'll put the link in my show notes. And as always, I thank you so much for your time. I know everyone's time is precious. Um, hopefully you're having a good start to your new year. 
and um, we will connect soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining during this episode of the Art of Healing podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please leave a review. Also, you can check your show notes to find out how to get a copy of this and future episodes emailed directly to your inbox, available to listen to anytime. Finally, if you have questions or wish to connect to me, check your show notes to find out how we can get connected and find out how I can be of service to you.